everyone, and welcome to the Ear Drunk Podcast. Uh, my name is Zach Webb, and with me, as always, is Marshall Brook. Woo-woo-woo-woo-hoo! Ooh, a little R2-D2 noise there. I like that. That's what I was emulating. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's what you were doing. <laughs> yep. Uh, Marshall, have you ever been in a police lineup? I, I, I thought about it once. I got, like, the, the letter in the mail. They said, uh, appear here or there will be a warrant for your arrest. And I said, nah. Yeah, I just hit the snooze button on that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so then I got another thing in the mail uh, that just had a picture of my face and it said, wanted dead or alive. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's, that's where I'm at now, I guess. I don't know. Well, did you, like, make that into, like, a t-shirt or something or... Um, <laughs> I should have. I should. I mean, I've got I've got it on my on my on my refrigerator with a magnet. Yeah, I uh, I got one of those too, but it didn't say wanted dead or alive. It just said kill this fucker. <laughs> a picture of you just like shooting finger guns, smiling yeah. Real big. Yeah, yeah. It was a. It was actually it was a picture of me in in like elementary school. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was like, this isn't gonna be helpful <laughs> for like anybody. Uh, Zach, the technology is very nearly here. Like, yeah, I know, I know. I know a couple guys at the Science Depot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, is that next to the Lowe's? Yeah, it's a uh, it's big orange building. Yeah, uh, yeah. A yeah. lot of lumber and like wires and stuff. And like beakers. Yeah, and uh, and, and, and white jackets. Um, so they told me last time I was there. So I was in the store, and I was buying six six packs of Red Bull. Okay. Yeah, for science. Uh, yeah, for science. Uh, how can you do science if you're not awake? Yeah, yeah. Um, or flying. Or with um, wings. Yeah. Um, and 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 they told me they said we are on the cusp, and I said, "Sir, the cusp of what?" And he said, "Time travel. We're gonna go kill that little fuck." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kill this fucker. As I'm sure you guys have guessed by now, uh, Marshall and I uh, have this podcast, Ear Drunk, where we take a theme each week and we create a playlist of songs around that theme. Uh, we got a bunch of little fun, uh, you know, segments and skits and other other things, you know, uh, fireworks. Um, that'll be great for the podcast. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and then we uh, wrap it all up with a bow. Uh, but first, Marshall, uh, you know, what kind of beer are you drinking? So uh, I'm, I'm going with one of these beers, one of these craft brews, one of those ones where I can't see the label because it's in a koozie. But sure. I can see the top half of the can sticking out because it is a tall boy. And from what I'm able to determine, I think it's a cherry red can of Budweiser. Oh, yeah. First for you. Yeah, 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 but uh, you know. Yeah. I think I'm addicted. You know, it's been now we're on 7 episodes. Yep. And uh I by the way, I'm drinking Miller Lite. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh it's been 7 episodes. <laughs> and what's crazy is we've only done two brands of beer. No. Oh yeah, no. We We had Shiner Bach. We had Shiner, that's we true. We had Shiner Bach. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there was a Coors in one of the episodes, maybe. No, I was about to say, I don't think we've had a single Coors. Have we? oh no, we did. Your dad bought those Coors that oh, one time. Fuck. Yeah, so I, three you know, we're, we're up to four brands. Seven episodes. Four, four brands. brands. Wow. I mean, we're at this pace, Marshall. We'll uh by episode two hundred, we'll at least have like six. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny too, because like the way that we discussed the beer bit when we were talking about introducing our beer at the start of every episode, the idea was episode seven, two beers, we would be on 14 original beers, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like the way that, like when we were pitching this idea of like, yeah. oh, we could talk about our beers at the start of the episode. Yeah. Uh, so here we are at four, <laughs> episode seven. Yeah. 
you know, variety. That's what people like about the show. Um, you know, uh, we, there are certain things we do consistently each time. Uh, you know, and there's... the main segment, for example. Oh, every yeah, time, every time the exact same. Yeah, but you know, and then there's sometimes where you know we, we we give a little bit of color on the on the on the painting. You it know? Just so happens to be that for me, that color usually is cherry red. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Marshall, I think we should start our first segment, and mm-hmm. we've done this segment before, uh, but we didn't really have a name for it, and you and I came up with a very disturbing name for it and it's called uh flick peepers uh where we have recently peeped a specific flick uh and uh the uh the flick we have uh, uh watched recently marshall what was the name of, of it again uh stephen king's the corn kids yes the corn kids uh uh, uh marshall uh, and it was your first time seeing this movie right yeah i've never seen corn kids well i've seen corn i've never seen the film Cor- the corn kids before right 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 well have you uh, uh you know give us a brief synopsis about it what, okay what was it about so it starts off and there's like a kid in a diner and like his dad's there and then these other kids show up and they like I guess, like, metaphorically flip this other kid the bird a bunch and then stab his dad and, like, these other people, too, whatever. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And then... But they do stab the shit out of that guy's dad. Yeah, they stab the hell out of this kid's dad. Um, And then there's, there's like, a, a weird, like, like, cut. I guess they go to another scene. Mm-hmm. Um and and never that's seen when, that before. Yeah, I know it's bizarre, <laughs> and that's when uh, they introduce actually that this is a Terminator prequel and uh, oh. Sarah Connor's in the movie. Yeah, um, yeah, she's there. Yeah, and so and so uh, I guess the 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 robots there to to try and get her dead, but so there's a. Uh, this kid in a cornfield. Uh, it's played by Steven Tyler. You can tell because of his huge mouth. And, yeah. Um, he 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 stabs more people, and then at some point uh, they're running through the cornfield. Yeah, uh, a lot of and, corn. And lot there's of another corn. there's another kid there, and he's got a briefcase. And mm-hmm. then uh, uh, and then the Terminator couple. Uh, kills the shit out of that kid in a car accident. I mean, just like, <laughs> just like, like murder the fuck out of this kid. Yeah, yeah, um, they do. And so they're like trying to find a, cell, a phone so they can like call the cops or something. Which I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, leave them. You know, you're yeah. like, you're, like, you're looking at eight years manslaughter. Like, yeah, for sure. Oh man. Um, <laughs> yeah, just put them in the corn. And 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 push comes to shove. Uh, they 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 do a little Blair Witch thing where they think they're going one way, and then it turns out they're just 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 going in a big circle. Um, yeah. And and they find more of the corn kids, which I guess is uh, run by by. <sighs> This guy who who looks like 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 Malcolm from Malcolm in the Middle, but like younger and more baby faced. Yeah, which um, is weird because Frankie Muniz had a had yeah, a baby yeah, face. Yeah, Frankie Muniz to the day looks like a baby. This kid has more of a fetal face. Yeah, he's like he's like uh, it's like you uh, you see an, an ultrasound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and basically that kid's like I'm God or I talk to God or like religion's bullshit and then uh, uh well not mine yeah. um <laughs> and then and isn't then, that always the case though it's like religion's bullshit but check this one yeah, out. yeah, but, yeah. but listen to this yeah. um, and then uh, best as I can recall they crucify Jesus kid and Steven Tyler then thinks like he's taken over. Yeah. And then he dies somehow. Oh, there's like the monster thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they call it the the one who walks behind the rose. <laughs> I think the rose of corn. The rose of corn. Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah, yeah. which for me like I kept hearing that I was thinking like like rose the flower, you know. So, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that sounds like pretty sweet." Very pretty. Yeah. Um 
And so then there's that monster thing, and at one point, uh, at one point, uh, we're killing it. We're killing it. Well, so Zach, you gave such a good synopsis on Evil Tunes, and I'm just like sitting here, like, man, these kids had corn. The thing is, Zach, I'm trying to. We watched one of the we watched like 15 minutes of one of the sequels right afterwards, and all I can picture when I'm thinking about the corn kids is is that scene from Chosen of the Corn Genesis. Genesis, Genesis. yeah, Yeah. because it auto played right after. Genesis, uh, uh, we were skipping around through it, and, and at one point they throw corn cobs through someone's eyes. Like, in oh, Nacho it was already Libre. there. Yeah, we, we oh, didn't, yeah, yeah, we yeah. didn't, we didn't see the throw. He just, just walks over and Nacho he sees Libre. his dad just with two corn cobs just stuck in his eyes. And, and so that's the sequel, yeah, <laughs> um, but or one of the sequels. But then in the first one, um, I think the movie just kind of ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, most most movies do end. Marshall, um, but there I, were a couple more of those cuts where it does that like that different scene thing first. Yeah, um, yeah. Not a big fan of that, huh? Weird. Yeah. Well, uh, I got I got some <laughs> reviews of the movie, Marshall. I can't believe. Marshall, uh, wait, but, but before we I get to the other reviews, uh, what a uh, uh, what would you give this? Uh, 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 scale of one to ten. What would you? Uh, ten being good. Yeah. Um, I honestly I thought it was a pretty solid movie. I'd probably give it like a six point five or seven. Okay, all yeah, right. I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah, I got a review here that's a 3 out of 10, and the title for the review is, uh, What is it with this corn? <laughs> I mean, that was basically what I said a yeah. second ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, what, what is it with this corn? You know, it kind of like puts some Jerry Seinfeld stank corn. on it. What's corn! What's up with that? What is it with this corn? Um... <laughs> Okay, so this is actually a pretty recent review, May 30th, 2021. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, I rem- uh, remember being terrified as a kid, and then the idea of this movie being a great horror movie stuck with me. Until now, on my rewatch, I realize I don't really care for this movie too much. Is this really a classic? That's it? That's it. That's all he wrote. Wow. But I, I, I felt underwhelmed by that. I really loved the title of it, Marshall. I felt underwhelmed, so I found another one. Okay. And okay. This, this person gave it one out of ten. Oh. <laughs> and the uh, the title for it is "Hate It or Love It: The Underdog." Dot 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 dot. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> this one's from October seventeenth, two thousand five. Malachi, or whatever the crap his name was. Steven Tyler. Yeah, just ran around screaming at the kids with his insanely huge ass mouth. Steven Tyler. Generally pissing me off. (laughs) I'm no professional film critic, but I know what I feel. And what I felt during this movie was utter and complete sadness for Stephen King, one of my favorite writers. Oh, no. Whenever the the annoying big mouth guy had the chance to do anything, he would stall and and the main Outlander guy would half-ass his way out of an impossible situation. This movie is like, however long it is, in parentheses, of running around and watching the big mouth idiot scream, Outlander! (laughs) The book which I actually read was much better. Isn't it a short story? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) This big reader, this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Simply because the fact it happens in your head. And in your head, the characters have, uh, sorry, has much better acting. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) I like this idea, Marshall, because what this man is saying is when you read a book, 
you were not envisioning the characters and as they are happening. You were envisioning actors, actors playing, playing those the role. characters. <laughs> you don't imagine the setting of the book. You imagine the set dressing <laughs> of the scene. Do, does this guy does this guy like uh if he doesn't like what's going on does he hire does he like fire the stylist on the movie and like like yeah oh, we need a new wardrobe <laughs> i don't like i don't like what they're wearing <laughs> well i mean to be clear marshall he did preface all of this by uh saying i'm not a film critic so i can't really harp on his direction uh too yeah, much yeah but like also i'm not a film critic and i gave essentially the same review yeah <laughs> and i gave it 6.57 yeah know? i see that's the whole thing it's like obviously this guy wasn't surrounded by good people and and like wasn't me. yeah exactly and and wasn't screaming out outlander like outlander! 20 20 or 30 times you know i mean through our work day today we said outlander at least 10 or 15 so. outlander <laughs> i have your coffee Outlander! Uh, that was something I did miss in my review that I do want to clear up so I don't have to do an apology next episode. They do say Outlander a whole bunch. Yeah. Honestly, that's probably like my favorite part of the movie. It's yeah. Just, it's just that big mouth, redheaded guy screaming, Outlander! You know? Because uh, I don't think in movies before that, anybody ever did that. If they did, it was probably Mel Gibson. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he moved on to freedom. Yeah, freedom or, you know, anti-Semitism. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, well, sugar tits, here's the <laughs> here's the main segment of our show. Uh, Marshall, would you like to explain how this part of the podcast works? Yeah, so this is something I like to just clarify this every week. We try to be incredibly consistent, um, namely because we are incredibly consistent and this never changes. Um, and this week, not a once, not a once every single week. This we approach this the same way. Um, so, for example, this week, I am actually going to start by introducing one of my songs. Yes. Um, and then um, I am going to follow up by doing my second, and then my third, and then my fourth, and finally, my fifth song. At which point, I will hand over the reins to you. Yeah. Um, and you will tell me, one by one, all five of your songs. Uh, maybe with some kind of narrative tying it all together. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I mean, we do it the exact same every week. Y'all are catching on. Yeah. You know. Our theme for this week uh, is uh, there's, there's been, been a murder. murder. Yeah, that's right, folks. There's been a murder, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. So, Marshall, please uh, 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 take us away. April fifth, twenty nineteen, <laughs> eight thirty p.m. A cool spring night in Arlen, Texas. Bobby arrives home from an in, from an improv comedy class <laughs> when he notices that the front door of his home is ajar. Oh no. Something feels off. He enters the home, and from blocks away, his screams can be heard. The first song on my playlist is There's Been a Murder. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man, you just really hit that one out of the park. Yeah. There's Been a Murder by the band Pizza Tramp. Oh, nice. Okay, what's Pizza Tramp steal? Uh, Pizza Tramp is like a thrash punk band uh, from London. I say London. I don't know. Uh, from the UK. <laughs> from Brexit. They're a, they're, a, they're, a, they're a thrash punk band from Brexit. Oh, they're from London. <laughs> um, so we appreciate all our UK listeners. So. Um, <laughs> So many of you guys. Um, and uh, uh, the song, honestly, so the song begins just with a guy in like uh, a British voice just going, there's been a murder. 
Nice. Um, which I love. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it like immediately just begins to like pummel you with two and three chord riffs. So okay. it's just like, you know, very punk rock, just a couple of chords that they're just kind of hitting you with over and over and over again. Sure. And honestly, this song is super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I added it to some of my like getting hyped playlists, you know, mm-hmm. some of the ones where it's just like, I'm going out to like do anything at all and not just hiding in my room alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but Pizza Tramp, so I went to their website because uh, they don't they have like 2000 ish monthly listeners on Spotify yeah. so I was like I want to know more about this band and so on their website if you dig a little bit uh, they're self-described as a horrible punk band ah. um, and if you dig on their website even more it becomes really apparent that they're one of those punk bands that just like really tries to be taken seriously as punk you know what ah. I mean so it's like their whole their whole bio is just like yeah, and we play two different chords all the time. And we have one singer, and he only hits one note between all the different beers he's drinking. Um, <laughs> nothing, nothing says punk rock like a bio. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty long, too. Each band member got their own bio. Oh, wow. Not very punk rock. Yeah. Um, and it just honestly, reading their bio, it reminded me. So the very first concert I ever went to, uh, alone to in Dallas was uh, this band, Bomb the Music Industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're a really fun band. Uh, y'all, y'all might know, if y'all don't know that, y'all might know Jeff Rosenstock. He, t- he does like solo stuff now that's also really good. Um, but he had these two punk bands from Denton open for them. One of them was called New Science Projects. Um, I don't like them very much, but at the time in Denton, they were at least a pretty big deal. Yeah, I think I've heard um, that name before. And then the other band, I cannot remember their name, but they were bad, Zach. They Ooh. were so bad. And the, the thing about it is they did one of these things where they were just like, they were all hammered drunk. They were all vaping off of huge box mods um, <laughs> just in the venue. Um, and the thing about it was literally between each song, they would detune their instruments more and just yell about how punk rock they were. And I remember being like 15 and being like, these guys are not punk rock. These guys are trying really hard to be punk rock. It's weird to try to suck. I know, know? Like You guys could just suck. You guys don't have to put the effort into trying to suck. Um, but so, but so yeah, so, so, uh, Bobby gets home. Oh, There's yeah. been a murder. There's been a murder, obviously. There's a jar, right? <laughs> um, and so, <clears throat> 9.15 p.m. Oh, he's back. Officer Brown, voiced by Fred Willard, <laughs> arrives at the scene. He's shocked by what he sees. A broken lamp. Some overturned cabinets. One of the blades on the ceiling fan has been split clean in two. And yep. on the ground, below the fan, lies lifelong Arland resident, Hank. <gasps> Despite a fan being a strange weapon, the disarray leads Officer Brown to believe that there has been a struggle. My second song <laughs> uh, is by a little band, maybe you've heard of them, called Title Fight. Oh, okay. No, I actually haven't. Oh, you haven't heard of Title Fight? No, oh, I no, used to no. listen to them all the time. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and this song is called Head in the Ceiling Fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, all right. I see how you led into that. That was pretty cool. Um, so this song, one of the things I really liked about it um, was it does a good job of like building in that it starts with like kind of a quiet, like almost ambient section. I don't want to call it ambient because, you know, music nerds. Yeah, um, sure. But it's like an almost ambient section and it just kind of like builds and builds and builds up until it gets to like some chunky kind of almost punky riffs. Oh, sorry, I thought you were pointing because there was an airplane. Mm. We don't have to cut that out. Now no. these people, these listeners know that we have to deal with airplanes all the time. Every, every episode. 
several times. Um, but so it builds up into like these chunky chords. They're doing like four four, almost like punk rock shit. Um, and then it all just like drops out. Okay. Uh, much like Hank's consciousness dropped out of his skull the second <laughs> the second he was thrown up into that ceiling fan. Yeah, that's pretty fucking metal, dude. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I don't know. I, I was just looking through so many different bands and songs, and I saw Head in a Ceiling Fan, and I thought, what a way to kill someone. Mm-hmm. You gotta kind of lift him up and do that. Yeah. Um, and, and my big takeaway was, I think I'm gonna listen to Title Fight again, because it's been a couple years. Yeah. Um, and this is off, I think, their most popular album. Um, I can't remember what it is, and I didn't write it down. But uh, <laughs> but the good one. The the good one. The uh, good one everybody likes, that album. The good one as per the unwashed masses. <laughs> 9.35 p.m. Nobody's been able to get a hold of Hank's wife. Peggy hasn't been seen since she left the school early and unexpectedly. Ooh. Officer Brown finds this very suspicious yeah bobby can't even fathom the possibility my third song is ah the pain <laughs> by memo boy oh okay this song starts with a a voice sample that's seemingly talking about like all of the problems with today's youth mm. um and then uh, you know it's talking about how like oh like we tried to raise him in the church, but it went in one ear and out the other, and you know all these different things. Um, sure. And then after this whole kind of like monologue at the start of this guy just talking about the issues with the youths, I think it's saying something along the lines of they need to find Jesus. Um, it just breaks down into this super chaotic beat boopy melody. Ooh. Um, and it's got these like real like 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 droning synth chords behind it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just super chaotic. Um. And the way I kind of envisioned it is like the chaos in the melody is representative of a uh, uh, Bobby trying to comprehend that it's possible that his mother Peggy may have had something to do with the untimely death of his father Hank. Yeah. And then uh, the sample at the top of the song, uh, I believe, is kind of like describing the disillusionment of morals being experienced by Peggy. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it may be indicative of like her downward spiral because, you know, she wanted a way out. But now she realizes there's no way back Ooh. to Spanish class. <laughs> I have an idea of where this is going, but I don't want to spoil it. And you might be wrong. Yeah, I know. 10.15 uh, p.m. A woman is spotted running across the highway through the woods. Her hair is disheveled and there's leaves and dirt covering her blouse. While she was not immediately recognized as Peggy Hill, a concerned citizen called the authorities to report it. Though they stopped, uh, though the citizen stopped uh, to try and wave her down, she quickly disappeared into the foliage. Oh no! My next song. <laughs> My next song. Um, it's called. I love how you're getting all cheery after <laughs> after know, doing the true crime voice. <laughs> uh, so my next song is a song called "Hiding Spot" because mm-hmm. uh, Peggy is hiding. Uh, and it's by a band called Weed. <laughs> <laughs> Great name. Yeah, I already yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah it's uh, the, the genre. Uh, it was it was stoner gaze. Okay. Which I'm about. I really like shoegaze. I really yeah. like. Uh, uh, I've talked about another band on here called True Widow that call themselves Stone Gaze. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but so this, this is a stoner gaze. Correct. Yeah. I think yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, with a name like Weed, I think it's a little more on the nose. right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I found this band the other night. Mm. Um, and like the cops with Peggy, uh, I didn't realize that it was exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> like, like so many different gays types of bands, like namely shoe gays, but you know, people are branching out. Sure. Um, uh, the song, like more than focusing on like intricacy and like, and like complex melodies and things like that. It's mm-hmm. about like, they kind of like build a, a tone throughout and they kind of just like keep stacking a little bit on top of that tone. Um, and, and just giving you kind of like, I, I hesitate to call it a wall of sound cause it's not like heavy. It's not like, like, like super intense. Sure. Um, but it is just like way more about the, the, the tone and the vibe and the feel about it than it is about like trying to play like, like something crazy, like math rock or something. Right. Well, I think also wall of sound, like that's like a Phil Spector thing, right? Like that's is like, it? yeah, like that's kind of like how he would like mix things. And, uh, even though I hate Phil Spector. <laughs> so much uh the guy just uh, uh obviously he's a murderer but then uh also he just uh sounds like his vocal cords went through <laughs> fucking gravel uh because he talks like this i was telling george harrison uh, i could build a wall of sound out of this sound that my lungs make yeah but like the the ronettes and other stuff <laughs> like that just had that like really like full sound yeah exactly yeah, it's yeah. not it does not sound thin at all it's very it's very like 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 it, it fills the entire track i'm sure the waveform almost looks like a big square like rectangle. right right, right yeah. <laughs> uh, and so like many gays bands uh uh peggy found a spot where she is able to blend in her surroundings and appears but a small pot a small spot in the larger masterpiece next scene 11 15 (laughs) p.m oh no the police finally get some dogs down to where peggy was spotted they release the hounds to track her scent they slog through the woods at night and it is not an easy one yeah but they eventually get to that house from the end of the blair witch project (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right all right uh, so my last song, um, and I've talked about this band before. I know we're only on episode seven. I just, it was very fitting. I love this band. Uh, this song is Bloodhound by All Them Witches. Nice. Um, it's off their very first album, Our Mother Electricity. Mm-hmm. And it starts with uh, the lyrics, uh, I killed a man at midnight, now the hunter's on my tail. Nice. And the whole song is about basically just like committing a murder and being on the lam, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at this point in, in, in this whole story, uh, Peggy is cornered. She knows the game is up. Um, and at about a minute and 40 seconds into the song, they kind of develop a little bit of dissonance. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of imagine that as like the thought processes in her head. She's looking for a way out, right? She can hear the dogs. She can see the flashing lights. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hounds... <laughs> I just read my... <laughs> But the hounds are on Peggy like Hank is on propane. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, I want to talk about the song a little bit more. Uh, Yeah, for sure, man. It's a super good song. I just just can't hype this band enough. Like, I really just need all of y'all to go listen to to All Them Witches. Um, They're they're, they're so good. They're one of my absolute favorites. And I just needed to to emphasize again that y'all should listen to this band. Oh, yeah. Um, No, All Them Witches is great. Uh, I just, uh, to me, I always feel like their music... Uh, especially like some of the heavier songs, like when God comes back and yeah. like other stuff like that. Like it's just such a punch to the face. Well, they know? do they do a thing. Um, I always think of the song um, "Internet," the last song on Sleeping Through the War. That's like yeah. basically an eight minute long like blues song. Yeah, like straight up blues song. The whole the whole thing is just like this crazy blues riff. Um, and there's like two different parts in the song where they just kind of hit you with some heavy. Yeah, they just kind of remind you, hey, 
we do metal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and well, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, or even like um, off of uh, their album, ATW, uh, the song Alabaster. Oh, dude, that's one of my favorites. I love that song so much because oh. it starts off just like so like, uh, uh, I don't know. It like There's reminds... a lot of delay, a lot of like reverb. A yeah, lot of... it reminds me of like uh, like something you would hear on like Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah. You know, where it's just like, oh, like there's a, a fast like repetitiveness to it. And then it just like really like kicks up. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's so uh, good. But yeah. No, amazing band. Uh, so uh, that was my last song for the playlist. Yeah, I do. Peggy, make it out. I, I close out the story. Oh, okay, thank you. Okay, cool. The story. Yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. The fans appreciate it. <clears throat> April sixth, twelve oh one a.m. She's captured. She can't escape the hounds. Oh no. She's walked to the waiting black and whites, and she sees Bobby and hangs her head in shame. Why'd you do it, ma? <laughs> That's you, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> she looks at him with a single tear rolling down her cheek. It was that damned ladybird. He nov- never loved me half as much as that dog. And also, the insurance money was a plus. <laughs> it always is. <laughs> Um, and that's the story of the murder. Okay, well, there's here, been a yeah, murder. There's been a murder in Arlen, Texas. In uh, Arlen, Texas. I, uh, I, I, <laughs> I legit thought so. Where I yeah, yeah, thought I it was gonna go. Thought, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So would, where I thought it was. Do you think gonna she was go. going to Mexico? Yes, I did. Because <laughs> I thought about yeah. that. I thought about that, and I couldn't think of a good way to link it up with the songs I had picked. Yeah, no, um, no, no. I thought, I thought you were gonna end it with the coasters she, down she, in, Mex- in Mexico. She you know, escapes, like, she escapes down to Mexico. I yeah. thought about it, man. I yeah. thought about with it too little, too late. Broken Spanish. Yeah, too little, too late. Una cerveza, por favor. <laughs> que cervezas tienen? Oh, un cherry red can of Budweiser. <laughs> Fuck it, leave this airplane in. I want to leave that bit. That was good. <laughs> uh, can't cut around that. Uh, well, Marshall, great job. Uh, <laughs> Some would say. <laughs> Some would say. I would say. I really enjoyed it. You know, I loved your fanfic. Uh, Thank you. Uh, uh, you can find the uh, accompanying art accompanying art pieces I drew on a deviant art slash ear drunk. Oh yeah, we set that up, didn't we? <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> All right, Marshall. With my playlist, um, I went with more of a murder mystery vibe. Okay. But I also kind of made a fanfic in a way, right? So it's like it's like a it's like a a, a whodunit, but in another story's canon. Yes, yes. Okay. So I uh, I I initially I was like, okay, I really want to do a murder mystery with like all the tropes and all the fun stuff, yeah. you know. Um, but then I was like, what's a situation that would be really funny? for like a murder mystery to happen, right? So I was thinking like what if it's at a bus stop? <laughs> right? What if it's at a bank? You know, like like just like just random things. And then I thought what if it happened with the McDonald's Play Place characters? <laughs> oh my god. Cuz Marshall, as you know, the McDonald's Play Place has a, a a cast of characters, right? Well, and it's like you've never been to one of those play places that's not just honestly incredibly dark. Right. <laughs> there is like an eerie darkness to yeah. it all, you know? But uh so I figured like okay, like you know, you got the classic characters. You got Ronald McDonald, obviously. You got Mayor McCheese, you got Officer Big Mac, you got Grimace, you got Early <laughs> Birdie, you know? Uh you got Mac Tonight, you know? Uh Mac Tonight more of a late 
uh, stage one and not really like a play place character, but still like McDonald's advertisement. Right. Word. So I had this idea. Right. Where it's like it starts off with the death of Ronald McDonald. Oh, straight to the top. Yeah. So but the, like the patriarch of the whole thing. Right. So as as most of us know, Ronald McDonald hasn't been in a lot of commercials uh, uh, <laughs> recently. Uh, ever since that, like, I want to say 2015 or 2016 clown scare thing where people were just. Oh, was that it? Yeah. Where people were just dressing up like clowns. Like they've been slowly phasing him out before that. But that was kind of like the final nail in the coffin. And it's funny, too, because that's also right around the time when Eric Andre released the the, the video of him just being a fucking hammered drunk Ronald McDonald yeah. inside the McDonald's and puking and yeah. shit. Um. Back to work. The boss was here. I love it. Love it so much. So maybe that affected it too. Who knows? Right, right. Maybe. But uh, so so Ronald McDonald uh, kind of out of the limelight, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like ever since that moment, his like health starts to dwindle, you know? Like it's like when an old person kind of retires from a job they've been working at like for the last- And they six- die in like, like, like eight months. Yeah, because they don't yeah. know what else to do other than die. You know, um, and so the like, only thing I've been doing for the past 50 years other than work is dying slowly. So the news of Ronald McDonald's death breaks. Right. Mm-hmm. And all the other play place characters are so happy. Right. Oh. That he's dead uh, because behind the scenes, Marshall, that we did not know is like uh, Ronald McDonald has been rule ruling this like team with like an iron fist. Like he's literally like a, a Weinstein level like executive where he's just like doing whatever the fuck he wants. And anybody who says anything different, you get fucking, you know, thrown out the window. You know, that's scary. Yeah, it's very scary. Right. And so when a character like that or like a person like that dies, you kind of feel happy because you're no longer under that person's thumb. You know, and so that's why I picked my first song. It's called uh, Goody Goody mm-hmm. by Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. Uh, Frankie Lyman, uh, uh, I think uh, their main hit song was like, uh, why do uh, uh, why do we fall in love or, or something like that? Uh, and it's pretty much uh, Frankie Lyman. It's a very tragic tale, but he had a couple of hits like that early uh, no, no. with with uh, the teenagers and like. Pretty much as soon as his voice changed, because uh, uh, he was a kid. Like, oh, he's a, he was, okay. he, I'm sorry, I, I forgot to mention. It was from puberty, not cigarettes. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. so, so, like, Frankie Lyman was this kid who had this amazing vocal range and honestly became the foundation for, like, Barry Gordy and Motown using, oh, like, wow. boy groups and stuff like that. Interesting. Uh, and so, like, literally Frankie Lyman was just like, oh, he had a couple hits and then, like, pretty much show business just ate him up and spit him out and he died of, like, a drug overdose very young right wow yeah very sad very tragic uh the song itself is like about like when you loved somebody and they like kind of like threw your love back in your face Mm -hmm. but then later down the line they did that to someone else of like they gave their all their love to somebody and that person just threw it back in their face Mm -hmm. so it's like oh goody goody for for him goody goody for me like you know exactly how low i was you know, when you treated me this way, which I feel like is what the McPlay Place characters felt like right. when Ronald it's, McDonald it's, died. It's that kind of like, uh, yeah, you hid yours all those years, but now we get our chance finally. Fuck you. Right. Yeah. I'm no longer under your thumb. Goody, goody for you. You're fucking dead. You know, uh, and it's a it's a great song. Yeah, I know, I know. But that that's like the feeling that all these characters have, right? It's like, okay, I no longer have to work for this fucking child. Sang this? Yes, a child sang this. It's great. (laughs) It's a great song. Uh, Obviously, not about murder, about like unrequited 
uh, you know, <laughs> love and and love loss and whatnot. But uh, which is honestly way darker because a kid's singing it. Yes. Um. <laughs> yes. And he's he's I mean he, he, the voice is amazing. Um. And so all of the characters go to the uh the uh the McMansion. Uh, that Ronald uh, McDonald had built. And it's like this weird like mansion slash play place, you know? So it's got like, it's like a very ritzy mansion, but it's got like the tubes running around and like other shit like that. There's like a ball Are there pit. two big golden arches at the front door? Uh, so there's like a McDonald's like golden arch sign, you know, uh-huh. like uh, that you would see. But like it's so decayed and rotting that the, the, the arches are like broken and like bent and stuff that's spooky so all of them get there to do this like one final hurrah you know of like okay he's fucking dead we no longer have to be you know with him all of them like get there i'm talking early birdie grimace officer big mac mayor mccheese uh they all get there first and then uh oh and hamburglar hamburglar is also there uh, he was uh, already in the house stealing hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> no, so in this version, Hamburglar is a reformed uh, uh, person, right? Oh, oh he, no, he did his time. He did his time. No longer uh, 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 stealing hamburgers or anything like that, right? Uh, they all show up. They're all like, you know, uh, uh, you know, taking it all in. They're all catching up. You know, Mac tonight shows up late because he had to wait until the sun goes down. Because he's a giant moon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so as they're as they're all like you know drinking and and just like going like oh man it's finally over you know uh, all of them uh, like somebody finds like a bunch of envelopes that all have their names on it. Oh. And so each of them gets their envelope and they open it and it has a blackmail on all of them. Right. Oh. Yeah, and so all of them are just like looking at this, like, "Oh my God, what the fuck!" Right? Uh, Mayor McCheese just starts freaking the fuck out. No one's seen anybody else's blackmail, right? Do, do we get to know? Oh yeah, I'll tell you. Okay, I'll feed you, baby. Bird. I figure. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Papa. <laughs> so, so like all of them are like, you know, freaking out on the, or their own blackmail, but Mayor McCheese is like fucking losing his shit, blackout, right? Lights uh, and there's a bang. Lights come back up. Uh, Mayor McCheese has been shot in the face, right? Uh, <laughs> you're giving me a very shocked look right now. <laughs> I'm enveloped in this story that you have woven. Stop. Your fanfic is is a hundred times what I had written. <laughs> we we had a, a bit of extra time to think about it, and boy, did I think about it. Uh, so Mayor McCheese uh, is just there, lifeless on the ground, and we see his blackmail, which is the fact that he rigged his election to be mayor. It was eventually <laughs> it was supposed to go to like some healthier options uh <laughs> like ruling the the play place as mayor but he ended up like going with ronald mcdonald and rigging the election like so he apple, could win apple slices feels real cheated when they read this right right exactly <laughs> but so mayor mccheese is dead and this leads into my second song which is body by presidents of the united states of america can't get your body <laughs> out of my mind i love that song because God, i love that band it, they're a great band but i love that song so much because it's creepy as hell uh, it is like a super like low muted guitar tones mm-hmm. as like uh, someone is just hitting like the hi hat like you know uh, mm-hmm. in, in a repetitive manner. But then the kick drum only comes in when as the chorus builds up, which I really like. Uh, but I, I just love the. It reminds me a lot of like Telltale Heart 
uh, where that, you know, because it's it's this constantly like I can't get your body out of my head. It's a song that really like builds. It starts off a little slow. And, you know, he's talking about like a newt or like a a, a frog Mm. or something. And it's like, I can't get your body out of my mind until it builds up. Salamander. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you go? Yeah, and, 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 and so like uh, uh, my idea was, you know, it's just like there's the body, you know, like and, and all of them are, are seeing like, you know, like Mayor McCheese and all of them start f- flipping the fuck out because they're like, who just did this? Like one of us obviously did this. Right. Mm-hmm. And so immediately everyone's like looking at like Hamburglar. Right. <laughs> Right, because they're just like you fucking, you know, have a history of wrecking hamburgers. Can I just say real quick what a testament that is to how society uh, treats reformed felons? Oh yeah, it's disgusting. Um, Yeah, Yeah. oh yeah, it's gross. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) my idea was like they start like you know uh, hounding Hamburglar, and he's like, no, I didn't do this. You know, like he's a reformed man and all this other stuff. And so Officer Big Mac takes charge and he's like okay everyone's going to tell us what your blackmail is right and so uh (laughs) grimace uh in secret was ronald mcdonald's gimp (laughs) no that 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 checks out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) that checks out yeah yeah yeah. that was like grimace is the big purple guy right yeah 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 yeah, yeah, big purple guy that checks out uh, Mac tonight uh, uh, was tied with a bunch of racist memes, and that's actually f- factual of our society. <laughs> At one point, some alt right groups used uh, Mac tonight as something called like Moonface, uh, and it just made a bunch of trolling memes that are just Jesus overly fuck. racist. Yeah, no, it's it's awful. But uh, <laughs> so that's his blackmail. Officer Big Mac shot a fry kid. <laughs> And the fry kid, the fry kid, uh, was later revealed was unarmed, and he was only given two weeks suspended pay. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's uh, his. And then uh, uh, early birdie had a uh, late term abortion. <laughs> I'm real proud of that one. <laughs> I'm really proud. I'm really proud of you for that one. <laughs> uh, but uh, oh, and then we finally get to Hamburglar, and Hamburglar's note is completely empty, right? So that's why people immediately even start doubling down on no, you you did this, right? And so they they start cornering him. At one point, uh, after like the body of Mayor McCheese is like you know seen, they kind of like leave the parlor or wherever they're at. Yeah, they don't you know, stand over the corpse. Right, right, right. So they leave the parlor, but then when they come back, Mayor McCheese is gone, right? So they're just like, holy shit, how did that happen? There right? Comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, a little sesame seeds, like, all around, <laughs> you know? Uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, Mayor Cheese is completely gone. At that point, there's a doorbell ring, and Hamburglar just runs, right? And so Mac Tonight chases him while Officer Big Mac, Early Birdie, and Grimace go to see who's at the door. Mm-hmm. When they go to the door, uh, they find that uh, uh, it's an Uber Eats order of McDonald's addressed to Hamburglar. <laughs> <laughs> they look behind them and they see Mac tonight is just hanging on the banister, right? And then like lightning flashes and you see the Hamburglar up on like the, the second floor, like above the body, right? And so this brings me into my third song. Uh, and this is a classical song. 
Marshall, and most of the classical songs I've brought up here have been like modern versions or they've like uh, that are named like certain things. This is one of those classical songs where it's just got a shitload of numbers. So it's going to sound like I'm reading binary, Uh, but it's a string quartet number two. uh, I think it's opus or option 26 one Allegro rustic uh, by Alberto uh, Genestra. Uh, and uh, the version I like is called the uh, Eno String Quartet. This song is the sonic equivalent of having a panic attack. It oh. is it is very uh, fast paced, disorganized, not disorganized, but disorienting, uh-huh. you know, where you just feel super tense and it's just super high strings like and not only that, but it, it gets really intense. And then there's also these moments that it kind of lulls a little bit where it kind of like builds up this like false security. And so I imagine like they see the Hamburglar up the stairs. Officer Big Mac uh, just immediately runs up and he's just like split up. We got to find him, you know. Uh huh. Uh huh. So mostly we're following early. I'm, sorry, I'm not. I'm not interjecting much because I am enthralled in this story <laughs> you have woven. I, I'm like so blown away. Like, holy shit, dude! I, I, the fucking. Uh, I am so glad I went first. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it earlier, and I was like, I know you're doing something big tonight. Let me go first, so mine's not. Wow. Well, it's funny, the the thing about the doorbell ringing, like, it came up with that today, and I was just like, this is so fucking perfect. (laughs) Uh, uh, so, So they all split up, right? So they all split up, and, like, mostly through this narrative, we're, like, mostly following early birdies. So she's going around this, like, weird, creepy mansion that's also a child's play place. So it just mm-hmm. kind of has this, like, really haunting, like, you know, overtones. At one point, she falls into the ball pit. Right. And like, you know, at first she's like kind of hiding because she hears some stuff. And then like as she looks over, she sees the body of Mayor McCheese and screams. Right. And at that point, she gets pulled out of there. We're like, oh, shit. Oh, no, don't worry. It's Officer Big Mac. (laughs) And he's like, I think he's upstairs. So both of them go up the stairs all the way up into the attic. They hear like somebody like crying and like, you know, some something. So they walk in and they see Grimace over the body of the Hamburglar who's been like strangled to death. Right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So uh, Officer Big Mac takes out his gun. He's like sweating uh, sesame seeds. You know, he's like, all right, Grimace, it's you. You know, (laughs) like there's no one else. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Spitting them out of your yeah, pores. Yeah, just they're all just like <laughs> and he's just like shaking as he's holding the gun. He's just like, all right, Grimace. Yeah, because he's a cop. He's yeah, a coward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's pointing the gun at Grimace and he's shaking because he can't believe the, the horrible night he's just been having, right? And so he's like, Grimace, I know it was you. It's obviously you. And uh, uh, Grimace like is like, no, it's not me. I just found him like this. Like, I, I'm not the killer. Like, you know, like, uh-huh. I, I'm not. And like before he can even like plead his case, he shoots him like a cop. You know, <laughs> I'm de-escalating. I'm yeah. de-escalating. So, so he shoots like Grimace like twice and Grimace just falls to the ground. Right. I thought you said he shot him like a cop. No, oh, I'm sorry. He shot him like multiple times. There you go. Okay, cool. <laughs> unprompted, without a weapon. Uh, and so Grimace just falls, right? And then like Officer Big Mac like puts away his gun. And he's just like At this point, can I ask who's who's left? So Officer Big Mac and Early Birdie are the only ones who are left. Okay. Right? So like uh, Early Birdie followed, followed him up there too, right? Right, 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 right. Oh. Yeah. So so both of them start leaving right because he's just like hey we got to get out of here we got to you know i I gotta call the force you know uh you know whatever that looks like uh (laughs) 
<laughs> he, he like so him and early birdies start making their exit and as they walk towards the door a knife just comes out and just stabs officer big mac it just slices him open and all the big mac sauce just starts like pouring out of his body you know like uh like blood and like you see his like pickle guts and like other stuff like that and he's just like oh my god and then you see the hand holding the knife like you know it's it, it, most of the body's still in the shadows he steps closer who is it mac tonight and it brings me to my fourth song, Mac the Knife by Bobby Darren. <laughs> and, if, uh, you know, all you uh, uh, crazy McDonald's fans will know when Mac Tonight was introduced, he was introduced with the song Mac the Knife. And Marshall, I believe you do know the song Mac the Knife. I think I do. I think I do. I think it's I was, in Fallout because uh, 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 it's one of those older songs. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. if it's in Fallout 3, I've definitely heard it because yes. I spent too much time in that game just listening to classical radio. Yeah. So I think I just want to say I think it's incredibly apropos because it's like obviously I, I, I was tickled. Um, I mean, I the song name does sound familiar. But mostly I was tickled because, like, you know me. I'm a sucker for a good rhyme, and I'm an even yeah. bigger sucker for a mediocre rhyme. Well, so. like, well, like uh, uh, the way Mac Tonight was introduced was him playing the song uh, Mac the Knife. But it was, like, a parody version where it's about, like, burgers and shit like that. Yeah, but yeah. Mac the Knife itself is, like, a very creepy song, but it's sung so, like, beautifully and high energy. and like, But it's about a man who murders other people. Mac the Knife. Right. Oh, hell yeah. uh, I found out through research that's actually uh, originally a German song from the 1920s uh, <laughs> that they made popular, you know, again, with uh, Bobby Darren's version in like 1959. Uh-huh. And I kind of feel like it really represents the 50s in a way, because it is like the way it's portrayed in media and other stuff like that. It's like, oh, bright, happy times, like the nuclear family. But we we know <laughs> We know so it's just the nuclear family is like the epitome of like looking back on the 1950s, like right. it was some kind of beautiful thing, right? But we we know un, uh, the undertones of that era was like yep. a lot of fucked up shit was happening, right? <laughs> but yet, you know, it seems so bright and bubbly, just like the song, you know. Uh, and I really just love that juxtaposition, like uh, juxtaposition on just like uh, uh, when something is like done in a super bright and happy way, but it's very fucked up. And I think it ties in really great if the song is playing while he's trying to slice early birdie right yeah yeah so he's like you know like trying to come at her uh as like you know this song's playing you know and and she makes it all the way up to the roof like she's she's in the yeah she she finds like a a, you know a ladder to get all the way up to the roof right where mac tonight has her cornered right and just as the song crescendos at the very last moment like mac tonight uh mac uh uh, mac tonight (laughs) AKA Mac the knife is, is about to like just land the final killing blow on bird early birdie grimace comes out of nowhere and just knocks him off the fucking roof. Right. And he's impaled on the broken arches. That is, uh, uh, the McDonald's <laughs> sign. Right. And this leads into my final song, uh, which is bleed out by the mountain goats. 
Okay, that's so much better than Bleed It Out by Linkin Park. Yes, so. <laughs> yes. And honestly, uh, so uh, this song is off their newest album, uh, which is also okay. called Bleed Out. Uh, I have listened to uh, a lot of different tracks from Mountain Goats. Uh, they do this awesome thing with their albums where they'll create just like a specific like a narrative or place in time. Like there's one album called Goths, which is all about goths in like 1980s London. You know, there's oh, like wow. one where it's about like, you know, it's a it's a wrestler like, you know, like album where it's just about like a local wrestling sort of thing. Uh, but this album is super impressive. But John Darnell he's like uh uh the the main guy of like the mountain goats and uh he just kind of makes music with like different people and so like every album just sounds a little bit different mm-hmm. and he's an amazing lyricist i love it a lot but this new album is one that i really like sunk my teeth into yeah uh, because the premise of it is it's supposed to be like a 1980s action film uh and oh. it and it does a really great job of like kind of building this narrative i think of like two different perspectives and the final song is called bleed out and and it's like the perfect villain lament, you know, uh-huh. where it's just like it's literally it's a very uh, slow song that's like uh, like seven minutes long. But it's just like kind of this guy coming to terms with the futility of his efforts and accepting it, you know, and I, I just feel like that's like going through the headspace of every villain who's like dying, you know, like a uh, fucking, uh, you know, Alan Rickman's character and die hard. Like, oh, as, yeah, as, as he's, he's falling, falling down, it's oh, this is what he's thinking. Glorious. But like, you know, and the lyricism in it is so beautiful. Uh, I, I really love it a lot. Um, uh, there's certain lines that I just really love where it's like um, uh, there will be a big spot where I lay and even then uh, it won't even be a spot one day. I'm, I'm butchering it a little bit, but no, it's just but kind it, of like that essence. About, yeah. Of like, yeah, it's just like all of this, like led up to like nothing, but like how, how like the nature of humans is to like, like even if you're significant in your time, like, like you will wane. Yeah. You will, you will just kind of like fade away. Yeah. And um, I feel like this song really just like, is like the perfect, like transition between your life and the abyss. You know, and 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 just I I love it so much. Like the the entire album is just fucking great. But like the way they close it out with this song, that is the title track of the album. Just like oh, it's perfect. And I just imagine just Mac tonight, just with his broken sunglasses, just impaled on the golden arches that was once McDonald's. You know, and as as he's just like oh, you know, like uh, his his eventual goal was to uh, pretty much be the next Ronald McDonald. You know, to like legit, like just take over and this would be his, you know, and the only way he could do that was being like Ronald McDonald and rule it through fear. Cutthroat, iron fist. Yeah, exactly. And he thought that this was supposed to be the thing. But two all beef patties. Uh, exactly. Lettuce, onions, special whatever. sauce. I, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know the fucking jingle. <laughs> <laughs> and a sesame seed bun. Yes. And so, like, and as, you know, Mac tonight is dying, the sun rises, you know, over these <laughs> broken golden arches as early Birdie and Grimace uh, leave to go to the hospital, but not before they stop and give themselves an Egg McMuffin. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that's my playlist. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. I am, I am, I am, I, I, oh, man. That was, Zach, that was some next level shit, dude. I I put a lot of thought into a very dumb idea. 
I mean, I mean, no, 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 no. You put a lot of thought into like like the amount of thought you put into that idea completely negates any any stupidity that can be construed about it. Like like I put a decent amount of thought into a dumb idea. Um, and my idea was still dumb, but like, oh, it was marginally funny. Haha, <laughs> that's King of the Hill. Um, <laughs> fucking, fucking, you, 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 fucking, you, you got your shears and you sheared a sheep and you put the wool and stretched it and put it on a loom and fucking dyed the threads and like created a fucking tapestry dude you like oh my god yeah. i am i am blown away yeah well only the best for you my friend but yeah that's my playlist guys and that's the end of our our, our main <sighs> segment uh marshall i do have one more segment before we go zach you can do anything to me right now i am so <laughs> swept away like my body is yours my mind is yours what is this last segment uh this last segment is uh, a really fun uh, idea uh that i had a while back called uh yelp me i'm scared uh and so i found some reviews of uh different uh different yelp reviews of haunted houses uh this first one is called drive boo halloween so during oh oh yeah oh it's like drive through drive boo okay. yeah yeah okay I'm <laughs> I'm <laughs> took me a second <laughs> so I I think this was like through American Airlines Center and like what they did during the pandemic is they made a haunted house in a parking garage <laughs> and like I I want to read this one star review uh, we started at seven p.m. which I feel is too early as it's still light outside. <laughs> I was distracted by the downtown view from inside. We arrived 30 minutes early. The lines weren't horrific. We paid an extra $10, 40 in total, for, for the VIP, and it was a waste of money. I'm sorry. The entire drive was four floors and took all of five minutes or less of driving at five miles per hour. So, wait, wait, wait. They said, real quick, I just need it. They yeah. said 7 p.m. is too early. And then they also said, we got there a half hour early. Yeah. So I guess that's like, what, 6.30? Six, well, it's just like, it's just like, it doesn't matter what time it fucking was. You're wrong. <laughs> you don't get to complain about what fucking time it is when you show up half an hour early. <laughs> Fuck you. God, I used to manage a Starbucks and I dealt with people like you every fucking day. Like a fucking guy in a Rolls Royce chewing me out over a $6 coffee. Fuck you. <laughs> All right, well, it continues. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It flared up. <laughs> there were two to three monsters on each floor, and I think they were a bit tired, lacking energy. One dude scared me at the end. It just wasn't worth the money. <laughs> to say, oh, we got the kids out of the house was good to say, but they could have been kept, uh, uh, but they could have kept this here or charged $15 max per car. My kid was looking like, who did it and why? <laughs> Sorry, Halloween boo, one star. This next one I got is for uh, a place called Camp Fear in Nebraska. Camp Fear? Yeah. This sounds... I wouldn't go there. This is a... Uh, yeah, no. I, just because you know. I would never go to Nebraska. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, it's weird thinking as like, oh, a camp in Nebraska. It's just going to be children of the corn. You know, like, that's it. <laughs> the corn uh, kids. Yeah. So uh, this is a, a, a anonymous reviewer, uh, one star review. Two hours of waiting in the cold, crowded line, 40 minutes of walking through, uh, in quotations, haunted house. Laughing because it wasn't scary at all. 
would not ever go again, especially for the price. Twelve of us, uh, twelve of us went as a group, and we all hated it. And, <laughs> and six of those people were children. That's just like a fun. Like six <laughs> of those people were children. Well, I love. I can only assume that it is actually punctuated how you were reading it. Yeah. So every time that there needs to be an emphasis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like all caps. Yeah, freaking like uh, twelve commas per sentence. <laughs> About 90% of the haunted house was just walking around in the woods. And the actors sucked. (laughs) One of the actors called us homophobic slurs and told us to square up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm extremely disappointed. One star. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Okay, alright. So this last one is, uh, it's called Haunted Hollow. It's also in Nebraska. One star from Caroline Z. Uh, Don't go to this place. Lady was super rude. The gate was open and signs all pointed to admissions. When we got out to see if they were opened, a lady that lived there came out and yelled and screamed at us when we were just trying to get information. So rude. So they didn't even go to the haunted house. They didn't even go to the haunted house. Well, they went to the haunted house. Right. They didn't attend the haunted house. Right. And the reason I read that is because it starts off with just don't go to this place, exclamation point, then one long sentence that I just read to you. (laughs) And then it ends with one fragment of so rude. So rude. (laughs) But like the way this reads is like, okay, so you went to a you were going to a haunted house. You ended up in the front of this lady's yard, <laughs> and then she just starts yelling at you. First of all, this sounds like the start of a horror movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, you showed up to the wrong place, and a lady, like, you know, it's just on her porch. It's like, get out of here. You don't want to be around these parts. Where's this one located? In Nebraska. This oh, one's this also, also Nebraska? Yeah, Nebraska. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, I just, like, in my head, I was like, no. You're at the beginning of it. You know, like some dude with a chainsaw is going to pop out. When she chases you, you don't go back to the car. You go deeper into the woods. Yes. Where they call you homophobic slurs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So I know this isn't going to be released around Halloween, but we're recording right around Halloween. Do you want to do a haunted house this year, Zach? Uh, Yeah. Or maybe the next one. Maybe the next one. Yeah. Okay. okay. I guess it is. Really close to the end of the month. Yeah, we we got a lot of things that we have planned. Uh, uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, but speaking of all of that, hey, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. <laughs> uh, we really had a great time. Uh, I hope uh, uh, you guys had a great time. If you have any sort of uh, McPlay Place fanfic or some uh, King of the Hill fanfic, uh, you know, be sure to tweet it at us. Tweet at- it, email it. Yeah, you can tweet us at Eardrunk. Uh, uh, you can also tweet us if you guys got like an idea for a future episode, a playlist you would like to hear with us making the songs for it. Uh, you can also hit us up on Instagram, uh, and that's uh, at Eardrunk as well. Uh, you can email us at uh, Eardrunk at Gmail. That swapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the other side of the fence now. Whoa. Uh, like always, uh, we want to give a special thank you to J.W. Francis, who lets thank us thank you. Who lets us use the song Lo-Fi off the <laughs> album uh, We Share a Similar Joy. Uh, be sure to check out all of his upcoming music. He's got some great tunes out there. Uh, he's got Casino. He's got uh, I Want to Be Your Basketball. I think his new, mo- uh, his new uh, music, uh, his new album, uh, uh, Dream 
House is dropping soon. Mm-hmm. Super excited for that. I was listening to one of his songs that I really love a lot. It's called uh, All There. All uh, There? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a beautiful romantic song just about being in the moment with uh, wow. with another person. I love it so much. But thank you, J.W. Francis. Uh, Seriously, uh, we can't thank you enough. Y'all have heard the intro to the, uh, at this point. Yes. At this point, you've heard the intro to the to the episode because you're at the end of the episode. Yeah. And as you know, there is there is almost nothing that could per- like perfectly encapsulate how a podcast like this should start as well right. as that song i um, think it's probably one of the best things about this podcast well yeah i mean i mean the, it makes the show yeah it does it People, sets the tone we you know it's just like hey we're gonna be goofy and fun and have a great time oh, so it's so good so thank you jw thank you guys for listening uh be sure to hit us up and one last thing, I just want to say, uh, we will have our pod, our, our, our individual playlists uh, available for y'all to check out and listen to, as always. Yes. Um, it'll be in the description, hopefully, if I do my half of the gig right. Um, <laughs> I do want to say, uh, usually I say, oh, vote for whoever's is best, blah, blah. Zach wins. <laughs> this week, you go and you like Zach's playlist because that was incredible. He made some art for you guys today. <laughs> that was, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still just flabbergasted. Well, I appreciate you, buddy. And I appreciate all you as listeners and, uh, uh, you know, signing off, I guess. it's uh, uh, Thanks for listening. My name is Zach Webb. And I'm a Ford F-350. <laughs> this has been the uh, Ear Drunk Podcast. Have a kick-ass day. Bye. Bye.